This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Your college football game day has come early. Goes down the field. From underdog triumphs to powerhouse showdowns, we've got your winning playbook covered. It's BetQLU with Chris Mack, RJ Choppy, and John Martin. Presented by BetMGM. And welcome in. I can't believe it happened, but they screwed them. Oh, they screwed them so good. We're going to talk about Florida State being left out. We're going to talk about Alabama getting in. We're going to talk about... The CFP Final Four and those two big games, Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day. Maybe even uh, throw some bowl game thoughts your way briefly. And it's a big one. If you love America, you love Army, Navy this weekend as well. We'll touch on that. Get you our best bets. Uh, Final touch on the Heisman race as well, which looks like it's probably, oh, well, we know the race itself is over. All the votes are in. They've been tallied. Now we just wait for the ceremony on Saturday night. And uh, we'll even start to take a look at the college hoops season as we're uh, transitioning into bowl season in football alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. Hi, I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU. We are with you every Thursday night on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. And of course, Friday nights at 11, Saturday mornings at 9 on the BetQL network, live coast to coast, inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today and take us with you wherever you are going. I can't believe it. And I'll let RJ gloat just a little bit. You know, we celebrate our friend RJ Choppy even when he doesn't get things right. We tell him he's gotten things right because it boosts his self-esteem and we like to see that beautiful smile. But in this case, RJ didn't pretend to get something right. RJ did get something right. He called it. He called it. I said last week, I, 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 I said, there's no way, there's no way they leave an undefeated Power 5 champ out of the college football playoff. What kind of world is that that we're living in if they do that? Where up is down and left and right is black and white and cats and dogs are living together? No, nope. RJ Choppy, he called it. Florida State, 13-0, and ACC champs. Granted, they win that last game with a backup quarterback. Uh, yep, not, not good enough. Not good enough. They're held out of the college football playoff. Choppy, here are your flowers. I will sprinkle the petals at your feet. Go ahead, gloat. Tell us why you knew this was going to happen all <laughs> along. 
Oh man, I, I take no pleasure in this. Um, that's a lie. I'm a I'm an elitist SEC yeah. guy. Uh, so that's that, that, that's completely garbage. Um, listen, it, uh, it 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 feels dirty. It fe- it felt dirty. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It feels dirty, but they got it absolutely right. I thought they were. I thought it was gonna happen for one main reason. It's you know it is a different team. You know they're not losing a left tackle. They're not losing a wide receiver. They're losing a Heisman candidate quarterback. The only, like, If you go and you look in the NFL or other sports, the NFL, the, the quarterback's expected points added is like more than all the other 52 guys in the field combined. Um, it, it's just it's, you can't lose a QB and remotely be the same team. And – I think what everybody is missing is that, well, it's deserved. They earned it. And I'm not I'm not discounting that. But this is a subjective selection show where you have five conference champions and four slots. This is not about the most deserving. This is a this has always been about the committee can't facilitate a massacre on national TV. And this is about finding the best four teams, whether or not you, you know, you, and nobody thinks that Florida State was one of the best four at this point. Now they were, and I'll tell you this, if their quarterback played like the SMU kid did against Tulane in a backup role, I think they're in. I think if they win this game by, you know, they score 30 points and they win this game, the game, and I think they're in. I think if they showed that, they would have been in. Cardale Jones put up 59 points against Wisconsin. They had two opportunities to show that there was very little difference or that they were still a competitive team that could actually win this thing. And the moment they didn't show that, the committee had no choice. John, it, it makes some sense of this for me because I look at it and I see a world where there were three undefeated conference champs and then two one-loss conference champs. So all you had to do was take your three undefeated teams and then take one of those two one-loss champs, which would have been Texas over Bama, because, well, Texas beat Bama. And in my opinion, results on the field still matter. I don't think you can project. You, you can take a good guess, right? You can look at it and say, okay, Florida State probably, with a backup quarterback, would have lost to Michigan. But we don't know that for sure. That's why the games get played. Otherwise, let's just take the preseason rankings come early September and have the committee name the four teams then. Like, if this, in essence, tells me subjectivity is greater than objectivity, and it won't matter as much next year when we get to arguing about Team 10, 11, 12, and 13 in the field, but this tells me that it'll be more important to take a team that looks good in the moment or looks better in the moment Mm -hmm. than a team that may not look as good in the moment but has better results. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think you know it's it can be explained away with uh, with just with three letters, um, and, it, and it's S E C. It's really that simple. Alabama winning the SEC championship game got Alab- uh, got Texas in. Excuse me. Uh, if Georgia had won, in my opinion, I think they do end up leaving Texas out because then it's just really easy. You have four undefeated conference champions, right? I mean, that's, yeah. I don't think anybody could really cry foul there, even if we, because even though we say it's four best teams, like these ain't the four best teams. Okay. Washington ain't one of the four best teams. 
they won the Pac-12 and had a better year than anybody ever expected, but they ain't better than Georgia. Does anybody on this panel think Washington's better than Georgia? No, they don't. No, no. Because we have, we, have, we have eyeballs and we have brains. So it's still not the four best teams. That being said, you're not leaving the SEC champion out of the four-team playoff if they have one loss. Uh, you're just not doing it. So Alabama winning the SEC uh, title game is why Texas is in the playoff. Make no mistake about it. Um, but but I also like I'm not an elitist like RJ, but I'm in and I'm as I'm you know I'm, I live in Memphis, which means I'm in the heart of SEC country here with Ole Miss and Tennessee and Arkansas. I'm right in the middle of it. Like it is the best you know conference in football, and it has been for a long, long time. And and I think when you're the SEC champion, as long as you don't have two or three losses, you deserve a seat at that table. And there is no question in my mind, Alabama could win this thing. Alabama could win the whole thing, and Georgia could have won the whole thing. And I think when you when you sit down and you sort of handicap that, there's no question about it. Uh, and it does stink for Florida State, but Alabama is two or three times the team they are with no Jordan Travis. And so I think at that point, uh, you know, the decision became pretty easy. Let me ask you guys this, because, I, again, I, I believe in the subjectivity of it, and I understand it's a made-for-TV product. All of this is, right? They, they want to get the most eyeballs on the screens. They want to have as many butts on couches on Monday, January 1st, between 5 p.m. and midnight as they can get. And I totally understand that. But that being said, wouldn't it have made a great storyline? Might not have been as good a game, but a great storyline for two and a half, three weeks to have America rallying around Florida State and one of their backup quarterbacks against Michigan, the cheaters. Like, that would have been a storyline that you could have supercharged for two, two and a half weeks. Oh, my God, look at these guys, the sign stealers. Oh, they're only here for the third year in a row because they've been cooking everything. And, well, look at Florida State was a good team, but they got their backup. That would have been a great storyline for me anyway, being a Michigan hater. Uh, and I think most people around the country who are college football fans kind of cast a side eye at Michigan these days. That would have been your storyline, right? Like, yeah, you would have left Bama out. You've got a great, you got a great story now, as it is, right? Anytime Nick Saban <laughs> and Alabama's involved, that's that's wonderful. Yes. you know, we get to watch Nick yep. Saban trot out onto the turf at the Rose Bowl and do whatever he's going to do to Michigan, which we can get to in a couple minutes. But I, I just think if you're talking about keeping eyes glued to a television screen, I, I would have been okay with everything leading up to the game if it were Michigan, Florida State. Now. Would it, would the thing have been over 15 minutes in? Maybe, but choppy. I think that still would have been fun to watch for two two and a half weeks. Yeah, it would have been fun for the for the two weeks. The unfortunate thing is that the the, the you know ESPN and ABC don't get ratings for the yeah. two and a half weeks. They only get ratings for the you know the three and a half to four and a half hours that the game is on. So, I mean, it, look, it is, and that's that's the thing. Like, I don't think people under like want to admit that it's it is a made for TV event. And the moment you accept that, I think it's easier to take that they made the right decision from a made-for-TV event. Um, you know, and 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 I think they prove results do matter because the results of the two games with the backup quarterbacks to them prove that they weren't ready for that stage. They weren't able to compete. I, I just, you know, it's we we you can't uh, from from their perspective, and I get it, and I agree with it. You know, you don't want to put somebody in who you don't think has a chance to win the championship. And there is no objectivity here when it's a selection, you know, a subjective selection 
of a dozen or so people in a room in in Grapevine, Texas, just hanging out, you know, watching games. I mean, it's it's obviously a subjective ranking. So we've got our top four. They're set. We're going to dive into these two games in just a couple of minutes. Michigan, Bama, and the Rose Bowl, as I mentioned, uh, and then Washington, Texas, in the Sugar Bowl in the nightcap, both of those games on New Year's Day. We will have an expanded edition in a couple of weeks of BetQLU to preview as many of the bowl games as possible uh, in our two-hour expanded BetQLU bowl extravaganza uh, the week leading up to Christmas. And as I mentioned, we'll start to dive into hoops before the end of the show as well and touch on the Heisman real quick also. Um, But real quick, there's one game. This is the week. It's the standalone week for the Army-Navy game. Army laying three against Navy. First time they've ever played this one in Foxborough, guys. Um, typically in Philly or a couple times down in D.C. Uh, I think it's been played in Jersey maybe once or twice as well. Army laying three against Navy, the total, anywhere from 27.5 to 28.5. Choppy, I don't know if you have a handicap on this one the way I look at it. It's Army, it's Navy, it's service academies. It's probably going to be low scoring. Both offenses driven by the run game. It's more about which defense can actually put up some resistance to said run game. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I'm not uh, I'm not going to be all over betting this game, but I, but I'll tell you this: you you this they have uh, they are approaching um, Kansas territory uh, where you can't get with Kansas a couple years back. You couldn't yeah. make the spread big enough, and with this, you can't make the total low enough. You you just can't do it. Um, the weather's usually bad uh, in Boston this time of year. They're, it's going to be a muck-it-up, slow-it-up type game. So I, I would probably play the under, but I, I have no feel on this. I, I, I just this is, this is not a game I, I enjoy betting. Uh, I love betting unders because I'm a miserable human, and I, so I love <clears throat> betting the under, but I, stay, I try to stay away from this one. What kind, of, what kind of American are you, Choppy? Come on, bet on Army-Navy like the rest of us. <laughs> All right, fine, whatever. I'll take the under. <laughs> I knew you could be peer pressured into it, John. Yeah. I mean, I, I um, you know, I'm not going to pretend here. I mean, I obviously, as an American, uh, I owe uh, a great debt to Army and to Navy for protecting our freedoms. But I do not owe them my viewership when they're playing football. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Like, I, and look, I mean, this is an AC, well, it's, they're they're both members of the AAC, AAC but this would technically yeah. this would technically weirdly not be a, an AAC game. I don't know how they get to figuring that out, but uh, it's still going to exist outside of conference standing. So good luck, you know, figuring out that Rubik's cube. Um, Navy sucks. <laughs> I mean, they just do. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, much better. How do you really feel? They're not, but. Navy really is, uh, you know, I, I, I will say they, they kept up with Memphis on uh, the, you know, third or fourth week of the season. I was on them then, but that was when they were getting, you know, 14 and a half or something crazy like that. I mean, I can't, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the number for me is probably gone at three. I mean, good God, <laughs> but I, I think Army probably wins this game past that. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Uh, but, but I don't want to watch America. this. And Godspeed, four out of the last six have gone under that total as it sits right now, mm. anywhere between 28.5 and 29.5. And, and like you said, John, 
three in this game is like seven and a half in any oh, yeah. other college yeah. football game. It's, it's, to me, it's a little bit like, you know, Pat Steelers, right? That's six, which might as well be, oh. you know, uh, two touchdowns. Uh, yeah. So it's, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't. I think, you know, if you wanted to, I, I might do like a same game, you know, parlay there. I'm not a, I'm not always a huge That's proponent it. of those, but do I would probably America, go like. John. Do it for America. Yeah, Army yeah. money line and uh, <laughs> under. There you go. I think you're going to get go. home. This game's God got a built-in teaser to it. I love it. Yep, can do that. Too. Army Navy, the standalone game this weekend for college football fans. What about those college football playoff semifinals, though? Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl. We preview those. Any other bowl game matchups that we like, given the rash of opt outs that happen this time of year? Final thoughts on the Heisman Trophy as well. And we touch on college hoops as we push through the latest edition alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack right here on Beck ULU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. Odyssey Sports YouTube channel Friday night or Saturday morning at some point on the BetQL network or any other time once it's available as a podcast inside your Odyssey app. It's free. Download it today. A-U-D-A-C-Y or however you get your podcast. We appreciate you joining us here on BetQLU alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack. And before we wrap up our best bets of the weekend with only one college football game on the slate, I'll be honest. It probably won't be a college football game from each of us. We will talk college hoops in just a couple of minutes and a final thought on the Heisman race as well before we wrap things up. But got to talk college football semifinals, an early look at these two games in just a moment. But college football bowl pick them, the BetMGM College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge, live right now inside your BetMGM app. If you are an existing BetMGM customer, it's your chance to win a grand prize of up to $25,000 if you predict the most college football bowl games against the spread correctly out of all users involved. Just go into your BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Go to the promo tab and then access the Bowl Pick'em Challenge. From there, complete and submit your Bowl Pick'em Challenge entry. Just one per customer permitted. And you don't need to make the selections all at once. You can make selections on games up until kickoff for each of them. But then you'll be entered for that opportunity to win up to twenty-five grand inside your BetMGM app today. All right, first game on New Year's Day, guys, will be the Rose Bowl. Well, not the first game on New Year's Day, the first semifinal on New Year's Day. 5 East, 2 Pacific kickoff for the Rose Bowl, Michigan against Bama. Michigan laying one and a half right now. Minus 115 on the money line. Bama minus 105 on the money line. Total sits at 45 and a half. Jalen Milrow has scored 17 touchdowns over the last five games, including the Hmm. SEC title game. Ten with his arm, seven with his legs. That might make him just a little bit better than J.J. McCarthy, who's only thrown for 250 through the air twice against Power 5 teams this season. Once against Purdue, the worst pass defense in the Big Ten. 
and another time against Michigan State, the third worst pass defense in the Big Ten. So, John, tell me why, even with the public all over, maybe the public knows something here, an early look on this game does not involve favoring Nick Saban to put the game in J.J. McCarthy's lap when he's got three weeks to prepare for it. Is there any reason we shouldn't be looking Bama or leaning Bama right now? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I I realize that that is sort of the, you know, I guess you would say the definition of of, of square. This was the most fascinating one of the entire run of the fourteen playoff, which is going away after this year and going to expand to twelve, because they had five to six legitimate teams that had a case a little bit more than they win, <laughs> um, you know, and that's why the, the the books are in business here. But I just. I, there is nothing about this that compels me to take Michigan. I don't think they've seen uh, a quarterback like Jalen Milrow. I don't think they've seen athletes like they're going to see with Alabama. I mean, I think the Big Ten is so bad uh, in terms of just talent. I mean, you sort of – every team is kind of constructed the same way, right? There's not really very good quarterback play. You have really good trench play. But once you get outside of that, you know, it's really hit or miss. I mean, the best we can do this year to contest Michigan is Ohio State, and they just kick their quarterback to the curb like Jazzy Jeff. I just <laughs> I think this is going to be a, a wake-up call for Michigan. Um, it's a different beast when you're taking on an SEC team with the ability to run to, like Jalen Milrow. Who have they seen in the Big Ten that can do what Milrow does? I don't think no anybody. One. So Nobody. Uh, I, think this is, I think this is a Cousin Willie biblical – baptism okay <laughs> michigan is going to meet god on new year's day <laughs> i love it oh man <laughs> um yeah i'm with you like they have not faced a, a quarterback that can move they haven't um they, they're 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 look michigan's a really like good that. team but no, maybe Tunga Vailoa a little bit, right? Like it, it, maybe Tunga Vailoa is like a watered down poor man's version of something closely resembling a bad copy, like the the old gas station copy machines. You have to put a you still put a quarter in to make a copy for. Like you make a copy of Jalen Milrow at that copy machine, and then water mm. it down and distill it and copy it again, and maybe you get Talia Tunga Vailoa. And they struggled with that, didn't they? Not yes, they yep. struggled. Yes, um, so Lightly. it's. Yes, I mean, and and you know, Alabama is far more talented at just about every position. So, uh, yeah, this is a uh, look. You're going to give me one of two things: I'm either getting points or I'm getting plus money. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, I got this game. I, I took Bama money line at plus one ten, you know, a couple days ago. Uh, it, you know, I, I got I got plus money uh, on a money line here for Alabama against a team that I don't think they have any idea what they're matching up against. Uh, you know, ba- Michigan has has ne- they they're not quite Notre Dame where they've never shown up in these games, uh, but they ain't far away. I mean, you know, they did they they did play well against TCU last year, but prior mm-hmm. to that, they didn't necessarily show up in a lot of these games. So. Man, I think this is uh, 
this this is going to be quite this is going to be quite the performance Bama's going to put on. One one more interesting thought. And again, it is early. We got we're, we got weeks to talk about these games. But again, full disclosure, everybody who listens or watches knows BetQL. We do it Thursday, late Thursday afternoon, early Thursday evening. So you may be listening to this anytime on Friday, Saturday morning again. But within the course of when I wrote these numbers down on Thursday morning and when we had our this conversation that's being recorded right now, it moved from Alabama minus 105 to Alabama even money and Michigan minus 120 to or from minus 115, pardon me, to minus 120. So that indicates a little bit of a Thursday move back to Michigan. We'll see again. This thing's going to move so yeah. much. Not I shouldn't say so much in, in that it's going to fluctuate a lot. There won't be great variance, I don't think. I think by the time this thing kicks off, we're still talking somewhere around a one to two point spread and money lines being somewhere no greater than 120 in either direction. Mm-hmm. But it feels, John, like we're going to be like one of the, you know, those little baby roller coasters when you take the kids when they're to kitty land and they just go yes. kind of easily go up and down, up and down, up and down. And it's like you're riding over speed bumps. That's what I feel like the line movement on this thing is going to do. It's just going to be little bumps up and down until we get to New Year's Day. Yeah, and look, I I understand, you know, there is – I mean, Michigan has, has not, you know, seen a team like Alabama, but you have to give them credit. I mean, they've – They've been pretty dominant, and so I understand why you know some uh, some sharp money will come in on Michigan. Some people may say, "Well, you know this this Alabama team, you know, nearly lost uh, against Auburn. It took a miracle against Auburn, you know, and that was a more defensive oriented group." But I just don't. I feel like we kind of saw you know what Michigan looks like against an SEC team in the playoff two years ago against Georgia, mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't that like uh, a million to to three? Uh, it was just yeah. a it was a beatdown, and so I just think when you, it's the it's the difference in athleticism and talent, you know that I think they, Michigan struggles with uh, when they get to these spots. I mean TCU last year sort of you know I mean that, that we we saw what happened to TCU when they got in the in the championship game against an SEC team they got absolutely uh, you know pummeled, bludgeoned. So I always ride with the SEC in these in these spots. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll check who won the championship 14 in the last 17 years, but I tend to be right when I do uh, stick with the SEC. So I'm going to keep doing that until uh, they give me a reason not to. And think about it real quick, right? Look at last year. Ohio State was able to keep up with Georgia. All right. As far as I could tell, in the last dozen or so years, that's really the only team, um, you know, basically outside the deep south that was able to yeah. keep up with an SEC team. What did they have? They have the rookie of the year in the NFL this year, and C.J. Stroud, who mm-hmm. could be Superman. All right, he's, yep. He could be Vince Young, right? He was able to do that at the college level. That's what it took. That's what it took. And, and Michigan doesn't have that. They don't have that. Man, It's it's we are getting the gap between, like, everybody else and then – because yeah, I threw Clemson in. I'll throw Clemson in there because Clemson's able to beat them. Uh, they've, yeah. done, you know, they've done pretty well, or at least they were. Uh, the gap between schools outside the Deep South and everywhere else, man, it's just tough. It really is. It's tough to compete. All right, let's pivot to the late game on New Year's Day, the other half of the college football playoff. Sugar Bowl, 845 Eastern kick. 
in New Orleans. Uh, Washington getting four points. They are the higher-ranked team. They are the second-ranked team in the country, and once again, they are dogs going into uh, an elimination game against the number three Texas Longhorns, who, again, are favored by four. Total sits at 64-and-a-half. And money line, Texas, anywhere from, uh, yeah, right around minus 185. Uh, Washington, right around plus 150 as we sit here today having this conversation. My problem with Texas here in this spot, and Texas may be the better overall team. Um, I don't know if Penix, when healthy, isn't the better quarterback, as good as Quinn Ewers is, as amazing as he played in the Big 12 championship game. I don't know if Texas, we talk about comps, right? Who have you seen like the team you're about to play at any point in this season. And the only time Texas played a team this year that was anywhere remotely close to resembling what Washington can do offensively when it's healthy was when they played maybe Oklahoma, right? Maybe Oklahoma. Maybe that's somewhat of a watered down Mm -hmm. comparison. And Oklahoma beat them 34 to 30 in what was Dylan Gabriel's best game of the season. Um, It wasn't the prettiest, but it was his best game of the season. It was his most complete game of the season because he did it with his legs when he had to, as well as with his arm. And so I like Washington in the points in this one. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to come down to the final possession. But I think I like Washington. I'm not all in on the money line yet, John. But I like if you're giving me Washington and more than a field goal, I'm in on the Huskies. Yeah, you know, this did open at four and a half. That's been taken out uh, and it's been steady at four. I mean, we obviously still have a month to go, so we'll see what this number does. It may get back up to four and a half. It may not. Uh, when when RJ decides to bet it, he'll probably move the market back in favor of Texas. Uh, but, you know, I, I will say this about Texas. I don't, I don't really feel like I know them. You know, like yeah. I know what they did against Alabama and Tuscaloosa, and we've already established how great that win was and how much that win meant. Um, but, you know, they lose to Oklahoma, you know, in, in the rivalry there and, you know, kind of play around with Kansas State. And, you know, the Big 12 was not very good this year, you know, besides Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma State was, uh, you know, that was a fraud. I mean, whatever they were. I mean, they, they sucked the first four weeks of the season, lost to South Alabama. So I feel like I haven't really seen Texas have to do that much, you know, the last, you know, two months of the season. And, you know, with that being said, I can only really look at Washington in this game. Um, I I do think it's, you know, it's 64 and a half. Love that. I mean, this is going to be freaking ridiculously high scoring game. Um, But I, I think, I think given the, the schedules, I would have to take the four with the Huskies here uh, because I just I just haven't seen Texas be pushed by a team like this, you know, in months, quite frankly. So I don't know if the Huskies win, but I would certainly uh, take those four points in my pocket. You know, I um, Washington is a better version of Oklahoma. I think that's a good mm-hmm. uh, comp you made there, Chris. Um, and I like Michael Penix. I think the thing with Washington is they've got, you know, they've got NFL guys at, at a lot of the right positions. Um, you know, Penix could he, he's going to he's going to play in the NFL. Uh, they got a couple of receivers that will you know that'll play in the NFL. They got a left tackle that'll play in the NFL. They got a running back that'll play in the NFL. They've got some good players there. I think though the the depth that Texas has is probably a little bit better, and. 
Penix, I think, is a better quarterback than Quinn Ewers. But Penix is just like always going to roll out there with a 7 to 8 on a scale of 1 to 10 kind of game. Quinn could throw out a 4, and he can also throw out a 10. Like if he plays right. the way he did against Oklahoma State, I mean, Washington don't have a chance. Um, you know, like there, but, but again, like what is the chance that he plays like that? I took Texas. I took Texas to the four. I, I, you know, I just believe in their, in their depth and their athletes a little bit better. Um, but I think the play is either do you either bet the Texas minus four or you take Washington money line because you're going to get, you're going to get some, you're going to get your juice back there. I, I, I think that's the play. If I was going to go on that side, I wouldn't take the Washington four. I would just take Washington win outright. Well, we'll keep an eye on this one. As John mentioned, we're still weeks away from it. So uh, we'll update you, obviously, on how we feel about it as things progress. And uh, obviously, we want to talk about the rest of the bowl games as well. We'll do that next with some final thoughts on the Heisman Trophy before it's awarded this weekend as well. We'll touch on college hoops. But are there any bowl games out there that we like, that we perhaps want to take a look at or maybe check on the opt-outs, see who's playing, who's not playing, Cotton Bowl, Peach Bowl, perhaps the snub, I mean, the orange bowl, all of that on the way alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack. You're locked in to BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. Hope you're enjoying the weekend. It's the first weekend without a full slate of college football since, oh God, August. And we talked Army-Navy. We talked uh, college football semifinals. Let's talk about some of the bowl games real quick, boys, that we might be excited to watch or at least think we might have an angle on for bets or any reason at all, like, I know everybody is calling it the snub bowl and everybody thinks it's going to get boycotted by the Seminoles. Um, I think Georgia, Florida state has a really interesting angle on it. If only because if you're Georgia, well, heck every game you've played over the last two years has been enormous, right? Every you've been Mm -hmm. fighting the, you've been, you've been defending this undefeated streak now for how long and all of a sudden, the air is let out of the balloon, and you've got to play a meaningless bowl game. The opt-outs have begun. You're not going to see yep. the big-time, big-name players. Florida State, though, comes in. And I'm sure there will be opt-outs on the Florida State side, too. But Florida State mm-hmm. comes in just, quite frankly, pissed off, um, wanting to kick everybody. You know, Mike Norvell wants to prove, I would think, that he should have been in the playoff. He's going to go to his tombstone with that, or he's going to go to his grave putting that on the tombstone. And he wants to show that they belong with the big boys. Georgia laying two touchdowns in this, and who knows where it'll move before kickoff uh, on December 30th. But I love Florida State plus two touchdowns in the Orange Bowl, Choppy. Um, You know, I, I know the committee doesn't love that. The committee is hoping against that. They want right. Georgia to cover that game by quite a bit. It, it, this mm-hmm. is an impossible game to figure out, though, because of the quarterback situation. Um, I, I think yeah. two touchdowns is probably quite a bit uh, to give up. Um, but, I mean, and, and, you know, you also have to figure this out. And this is one of the problem with the bowl games 
is you just don't know who's playing, you know, and you and there's going to be so many opt outs. And, and what are bowl games about? And you bowl games used to be a good barometer uh, or bragging rights of, of oh we're the best conference. I, I don't think that plays anymore. The moment it stopped having a bowl alliance, the moment the BCS was gone, the moment it was a playoff, these bowl games became increasingly meaningless to the point where, you know, it's about like what you don't even know what team is going to show up. You just have mm-hmm. no idea what team is even going to show up. And that's a problem. That's probably the bowl games you got to figure out. And, and it may actually get even worse with the 12 team playoff. Maybe it gets better. I don't see how it could. Uh, but right. that, that's a big problem they've got. No, I mean, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I know we're going to do a bowl preview show, but it's like, I mean, how the hell are we going to do that? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, realistically, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to be sitting here breaking down teams and rosters who we don't we don't even know who's playing. Hopefully by the time we do it, we will. But like today, mm-hmm. for example, I mean, I'm looking at the um, – first of all, I think most of the matchups aren't very good. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I don't I, – there, there, there are not a ton of bowls where I'm like, oh, man, you know, this matchup on pay. Like, Oregon's playing Liberty, you know. I mean, they're going to beat the snot out of Liberty if they care, you know. I mean, I just – you know, there's just not a ton of, um, you know, I mean, Kansas, UNLV, I'm looking at Kansas as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite, you know. I mean, most of these are just, uh, you know, decisive spreads here. I do think if everybody plays – and again, that's a big if. Mm-hmm. You know, Penn State, Ole Miss is kind of interesting to me, uh, you yeah. know, because it's a, a class of styles, you know, and and I, it looks to me based on this number that uh, most people expected to not opt out and most to play. So, you know, but I think you're you're really dealing with some slim pickings here, man. Um, in terms of you know what we can expect today, like I have no interest in Iowa, Tennessee. I mean, that's like a like a torture. You know, thing to show people. Um, you know, Joe Milton versus the Iowa defense. Good grief! So yeah, I just I think it's it's a, it's a difficult thing today to look out and say, oh, I like because we have no clue whether yeah. or not the starting QB is going to transfer or opt out or whatever. It's just difficult. Yeah, I do agree that Penn State uh, Ole Miss game has potential. I know Chop Robinson has already opted out for Penn State on the defensive side of the ball, but if Jackson Dart sticks around to play in that game, which right. I, Right. I would think he does. Like that, you're right. That Agreed. game's got a ton, a ton of potential to be the highest level of talent, but also most entertaining bowl of the mm-hmm. season outside yeah. of the mm-hmm. semifinals. I, you know, I, I like the. Uh, I, I do. I, I agree with that one. I also like the Missouri game, uh, Missouri Ohio State. Um, yeah. You know, I think was, although you know, Ohio State doesn't even it doesn't even look like the same really team. quarterback. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I think I think if you can get on Missouri now, I already got them at minus one. It's already up to minus two. I think you can get yeah. on Missouri now. You might have something. I'll tell you another game. The Sun Bowl might be sneaky good. It's Oregon State and Notre Dame. And now that's a hell of a get for the Sun Bowl. That's a really good get for the yeah. Sun Bowl. Um, but Oregon State, there is like this us against the world mentality going on right now. They just lost their head coach. They just lost this massive recruit. DJ uh, Uyunglele yeah. is in the transfer portal. Uh, Notre mm-hmm. Dame's like an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Man, this could be one of those, like, rise up against all for Notre Dame, for Oregon State kind of games. Isn't mm-hmm. DJU older than all of us? How has he got another transfer? How has he got another year left? My man, he's been – okay. I mean, hey. COVID, right? You do you. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah you do right. you and keep playing as long as you can keep playing. Um, yep. Quick final thoughts on the Heisman Trophy. 
Um, Jane Daniels, the prohibitive favorite at this point, minus 1400. Michael Penix Jr., 9 to 1. Bo Nix, 22 to 1. Um, I, I, we talked about this last week, guys. I thought Bo Nix would have remained the favorite had Oregon beaten Washington. Um, Penix only would have become the favorite had they won because he went off. Neither of those two things happened. And so you get kind of the default, which is we're back to Jaden Daniels, who was the favorite a couple of weeks ago before the Pac-12 championship game, John. Yeah, I, I'm glad I'm glad Bo Nix lost in a, in a way uh, because that, that never felt anything but obligatory in terms of giving him the Heisman Trophy. I mean, Jaden Daniels was the most spectacular player in all of college football, uh, no questions asked. I mean, accounted for 50 pounds. You know, I mean, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Stacks up better than most Heisman Trophy winners of the last decade. I mean, and you're talking about, you know, some of the best players to ever play college football. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Joe Milton. You know, I mean, you're talking about some of the best that ever uh, wore the uniform. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely uh, say that I'm glad he he uh, did go down because I think that cleared the way for the most deserving player. I mean, I'm not going to to hold that defense's performance against him. I don't think that would be right. He 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 accounted for 50 touchdowns for his team this year. Um and and for me, you know, that's enough to get it done. Yeah, I I I, I oh god, I hate this. Um <laughs> Hey Tor. I, hey Tor alert. I hate this, man. Like 13 of those yeah. touchdowns came against like Grambling and Army. Um it's like Yes, he I, he. I hate giving the Heisman Trophy to somebody by default. That would have been Bo Nix. Uh, that would have been Bo yeah. Nix had he won. I I don't know about that. I don't I don't know about that. Bo was tremendous this year, and so was Penix. I, I don't I don't know that that's the case. I think you're giving it to Jaden Daniels by default. No, see, I think I I think Jaden Jaden Daniels to me is the reason LSU didn't lose any more than three games. Oregon can still win double-digit games this year, I think, without Bo Nix because of the infrastructure around him. So, I don't know. I, look, the, the video game numbers what that Nix put up. What if Oregon had Jaden Daniels? They'd be in the playoff oh, right now. They'd, they'd still be there. And LSU with Bo Nix is probably still a three-loss team, they're in, right? They're, in, I mean, the, uh, they're in the Sun Bowl. They're in RJ Sun Bowl. Guys, that's where they're that's at. not – Let's hang on a second. Let's not act like LSU isn't always one of the most talented dang teams in the nation. He, every ranked opponent he went up to, he got boat raced except for one. I don't know, man. I just well, feel he, like this. I mean, this... he was he was he was slicing Alabama before he got hurt. I mean, I mean in Tuscaloosa, that was yeah. impressive. I mean, you just gotta stop. You gotta just gotta be such a hater. You know, I mean, you you, you gotta resign your position from Listen, the haters' I, tribune. I am, I am, I am Mr. SEC. All right, look at this. I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got a Tennessee helmet right here. I, am I got Mr. some hate. SEC. I got, I got some haterade here for you, RJ. Take, take a sip. You ready? Take, and take a sip of the haterade. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't root for anybody north of the Red River in anything. Okay, <laughs> and, I, and, and 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 like, but I, but I, I just would feel really, really dirty. Um, I just a three-loss team. You beat one ranked opponent all year, and I'm supposed to believe you're the best player in the country. I don't know. I, I got to give it to Michael Penix, man. I, I got to give it to Penix. All right, we're gonna. Don't re- let RJ speak at the ceremony. 
<laughs> Real quick, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you for a, a double-barreled question, each of you. I want to see – give me an initial takeaway or who you think the best team in college hoops is right now, and then give me your best bet for the weekend on top of that. Choppy, go ahead. Get us started. A quick thought on college hoops or who the best team is right now and your best bet for this weekend. Uh, I'll tell you this. I mean, it's hard not to go with Arizona. I mean, they have, they have really dominated. But, uh, you know, also give me Houston. Houston's been you know, tremendous over the last couple of years. they got a lot of talent on that team. They're a well-coached squad. Uh, so I'll, I'll take I'll take Houston as, as the best. And my best bet for the weekend, I'm going to have to go to the NFL. Then I have to go to the National Football League. And uh, this, is a, this is what you call a scheduled loss for the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys oh. are coming off of 10 days off. Uh, and the team's playing the week. If, if you play a division road game the week after you play San Francisco, you are 0 and 7 since 2020. Cowboys minus three and a half. Ooh, you just made a lot of sense, and that scares me. John, uh, quick college hoops thought or who the best team is in the land right now, and then your best bet for the weekend. Yeah, I would say uh, uh, the the takeaway for me early on is not who the best is, but who has sort of removed themselves from the national championship contender race. And for me, that answer is Duke. Uh, Duke I yeah. hate this team. I think they are just mid. Uh, they're yeah. soft. They're not very tough. Mark Mitchell has made one three-pointer this year. Uh, I don't take them seriously whatsoever uh, as a national. I mean, they were number two in the preseason AP poll uh, or maybe even number one. I can't remember. They were one or two, and they're certainly not even close to that for me. So uh, I would say the takeaway for me has been Duke is just uh, very unserious as a national championship contender. And uh, I'd say the best bet for me this weekend is Cleveland, minus three. Uh, Jacksonville obviously coming off that brutal loss to, to Cincinnati and also lost Trevor Lawrence. He's not going to go this this week, and even C.J. Beathard is banged up. Uh, so I think Cleveland with that defense, even though it's probably going to be Joe Flacco in there under center, I think they're going to find a way to win this game comfortably with that defense against the Jags, who are going to put themselves in a position, perhaps, we'll see, to miss the playoffs. So give me the Browns minus three this weekend at home. Uh, my initial college basketball takeaway, and I think the team that will end up proving itself the best in the country once again, couples with my best bet for, I guess, to future. You know, we'll check back around on it in uh, early April. But UConn, 14-1. to 1. I'm going to put my, my my money where my mouth is and say we get the first back-to-back champs in college basketball in 17 years. Ooh. UConn at 14-1 to 1 right now. I'm putting some money on like it as we speak. I like them. Yep, they look great. Look great so far. Uh, that is going to do it for this week's edition of BetQLU. We'll be back next week, every Thursday night on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel, Friday nights and Saturday mornings live coast-to-coast coast on the BetQL network, and always available as a podcast inside your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. For John Martin and RJ Choppy, for producer Zach and video producer Dan, I'm Chris Mack, and this has been BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.